Hello, my friends. Welcome back to another episode of the School for School Counselors podcast. I'm so glad you're back here with me again. I'm Steph Johnson, founder of School for School Counselors, and here to talk with you today about the four burnout personality types. You're going to want to hear this today. It's going to help you really laser focus and target all of those self-care initiatives you're always being told to implement Um, And if you're anything like me, when I hear those, it makes me extremely angry and irritated because they're typically not things that are helpful to me. So hopefully in this episode, you're going to hear your burnout type and you're going to have a little bit better idea of how to hold that burnout at bay. Before we jump into that, I want to remind you we're holding our eight Habits of Amazing School Counselors event coming up here very soon, just about a week and a half from the first day of air of this episode. And there's still time to jump in, y'all. Go to our website, schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash eight habits. That's the number eight, not the word, eight habits, and get signed up for this completely free event. It's no charge to you. We're going to be bringing you our eight best habits of the high-performing school counselors that we know in our School for School Counselors ecosystem to give you lots of inspiration, insight, ideas, and reminders of things you might have forgotten that you wanted to do or just haven't gotten around to with the hustle and bustle of the start of the school year, right? It's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to end with one of our world-famous Q&A sessions. Y'all, if you haven't been in one of those, you are missing out. It is a no-holds-barred, anything-goes conversation, anything you want to ask. We'll get down and dirty with your questions, your thoughts, your concerns, and your worries all together in one Zoom room. It's going to be a fantastic time. Go to schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash eight habits. Get signed up there. We'll be sending you reminders for that. We're going to send you a workbook for the event. Uh, Don't worry, it's not too much work, but just enough to keep you going. And it'll be a great reminder for you once the event is over about all the things that you wanted to get started on. Schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash eight habits. Also, I wanted to highlight quickly a review that we got not too long ago from someone called Mediocre Melodies, which just (laughs) makes me giggle. I just love that name so much. They left us one of the most heartfelt podcast reviews I think I have ever seen in my life. You guys, this was a phenomenal review. Um, I don't have enough time to read all of it, but I did want to give you a taste of what they had to say as they were reviewing the podcast. They said, game changer. Let me start off by saying I'm not a huge fan of podcasts. If I do listen to a podcast, it has to be a very specific topic on one of my few interests. Because I'm very picky, I was only subscribed to one podcast before this. But I can listen to the School for School Counselors podcast for hours and hours because it's so relaxing. Not only that, but the information is realistic. They ended up their review by saying thank you to the School for School Counselors team for giving us this podcast. It is a treasure. Thank you so much for that, Mediocre Melodies. I just love it and I'm so glad that you are picking up what we're laying down over here and that it's helpful to you. You filled my heart so much. Thank you so much for leaving that review. And guys, if you haven't left your review yet, let me tell you how the podcast world 
works. And I'm learning slowly as we go through this. But basically, our ratings and our reviews, y'all, those are our currency. That's how we are able to stay on the charts. That's how people are able to search for and find us when they're interested in school counseling information. That is the engine that keeps this train running. And it's all dependent on you. Uh, We could do a lot of things on our end to try to, you know, bump this podcast up, but we choose to do this authentically. We choose to do it genuinely because we want to know that what we're putting out is actually valuable to you. So if it is, please hop over to Apple Podcasts, leave us a review. It would be so meaningful and worth so much to us. You have absolutely no idea. All right, so today we are going to um, talk about four burnout personality types. And I want you to see if any of these describe you. Do you see yourself in any of these personality types? I'm also going to give you some suggestions on some of those self-care things but they're going to be realistic. They're going to be relatable to you and the way that you work, the way that you think, and the way that you live your life in the world. Not just these random, you know, have a glass of wine and some chocolate kind of suggestions. Those those are nonsense, y'all. Again, they make me so angry when I hear them. Now, if you've been in our School for School Counselors ecosystem for any amount of time, you know we have a lot of things going on. We started as a Facebook group. We grew our School for School Counselors Mastermind, where we house all of our support, consultation, and our library of the things that grad school never taught you. Then we built our additional program called Get the Job, where we work with school counselors on interview prep, interview strategy and having the most confident interview experience of their lives. That's been going gangbusters over there. And now we have the podcast. In addition to all of the other workshops that we put on throughout the year, um, we just finished up Best Year Ever. We're getting ready to do our Eight Habits of Amazing School Counselors. And we have lots of other things planned throughout the year. On top of that, I'm also a full-time school counselor just like you. I have a family with young children, and I am married to a first responder with a crazy schedule. And so it is a challenge keeping all those balls in the air. I love it. I love what I do. I wouldn't change a thing. But one repercussion of all of that is that I am notoriously bad at recognizing when I am getting close to burning out or getting close to really being overstressed. I'm very, very bad at recognizing that. And so if I waited until I recognized my stress point to start engaging in self-care, I would not be in a good place. Do you know what I mean? It's a lot like these calming corners that we're implementing in schools now. Everybody's talking about putting calming corners everywhere. And while I do think they're a good idea, one thing that people often forget about them is that you have to teach students how to use them. You cannot wait for a child to become escalated and then suggest they go to the calming corner. Nine times out of 10, that's not going to work very well. 
they lack the skills to independently regulate themselves once they've reached that fever pitch. And so the calming corner is often suggested as a remedy for escalation when it should be recommended as a preventative measure. Same thing with school counseling. We need to make sure that we're engaging in these things as preventative measures for ourselves. And since we are givers, we are doers, we are helpers, we are often very, very bad at recognizing what we need to do for ourselves. So in this episode, I'm going to walk through these four burnout personality types, and I want you to see if any of them resonate with you. Which categories do you most closely identify with? All right, so here we go. Personality type number one is the overgiver. You are the school counselor that is just naturally a very caring person. You feel deeply for others. You have a bottomless sense of empathy for your students, for your staff, for your coworkers, for your colleagues. You love taking care of other people. You love inspiring them. You love supporting them toward their goals. That's just what makes you tick. But when high stress levels come into play and when burnout begins to approach, your tendency then is to stop taking care of yourself. Your style of burnout looks like emotional exhaustion. Where once you loved helping others, it now feels depleting, feels like it just takes too much to care. What does it matter anyway? Nothing changes, those kinds of things. And you may begin even feeling guilty because what you loved doing for others begins to feel very depleting. So your burnout prevention or burnout response is filling your cup. And I hate saying that because it's so cliche. And y'all, I hate cliche. Oh, with a passion. But it's the best way I can think of to describe this, where you've got to make sure that you are finding ways to receive love as much as you are giving it. You've got to make sure that you have a really great support network and that you are willing to lean into that when times get tough. Also, focusing on simple pleasures is going to help you show love to yourself. Those things that you don't ordinarily take notice of, right? Um, The really good cup of coffee, the nice morning outside, you know, listening to the birds chirp, whatever makes you happy. Focusing on those simple pleasures, getting really mindful in those is going to go a long way in helping you feel like yourself again. For the overgiver, it's all about filling up your own cup. All right. Burnout personality style number two is the overdoer. If you're an overdoer, you are an extremely resourceful school counselor, you are very, very practical, and you love a challenge. 
That is the meat and potatoes of your day you love that you never know what's going to happen when you walk in the school doors each day. You welcome the crazy, weird, unusual things that pop up. You're not scared away. Um, and you're willing to just jump in to whatever comes your direction. You often start your work eager for the day. Like, you are ready. Put me in, coach. I'm ready to take this on. But when you reach a period of high stress or when burnout is approaching, your tendency is to just start creating more to-dos and more responsibilities for yourself, almost like you can work your way out of it. Ever been there? I'm laughing because I have certainly been there more than a time or two. Um, This is a dominant uh, personality trait of mine. Um, So I get it. When you create these new roles and responsibilities, you're trying to fix things, right? You're trying to solve them. You're trying to create some systems or you're trying to create some checklists so that you don't have to feel this way anymore. But that hardly ever works. And As an added challenge, you guys know our culture rewards the hustle, right? It rewards hard work, overdoing, and it forgets to reward you for stillness and rest. I had a conversation with an administrator just yesterday where they were talking about, man, you know, she's an amazing teacher. I just can't believe she's the first one here every morning and the last one gone at the end of the day. And I remember looking at them and thinking, how sad that that's a benchmark for success. But that is very, very common in schools, very common in schools. It is misguided. Your time spent at work should not be a badge of honor. So don't let it be. If you're an overdoer, you have got to be intentional about creating space for rest and for replenishment. There is one really great way to do that, and that would be to schedule some periodic reset days for yourself. A reset day is a day where you have absolutely no to-dos, <laughs> and even as I say that, that sends a little shiver through my heart because that's very counter to the way that I'm wired. I rarely have a day without a to-do list, but for us overdoers, we've got to make sure that we create these reset days with no to-dos, no phones, y'all. Oh my gosh. Only completing the tasks that you enjoy. Cooking, drawing, gardening, uh, taking your kids somewhere fun, whatever it is that lights your fire, making sure that you have intentional time for that reset is going to be your best bet. All right, you see yourself in either one of those yet, the overgiver or the overdoer? How about burnout personality number three, which is the overachiever? Now, if you're an overachiever, you are probably seen as a leader on your campus. You have a strong vision. You have clear goals. You know exactly where your program is headed and why. But when burnout starts to approach you begin sort of really leaning on just straight up grit and determination. It's like you feel like you have to just muscle through everything until you get to the other side. You are toiling away. It feels like hard labor instead of enjoying your ambition. And so on the outside, everything probably looks awesome, 
right? Because you're still getting things done. You're still ticking off the check boxes. You're still making things go the way they're supposed to go. But on the inside, you may be struggling with the fear of failure or of not being good enough just because you're so overwhelmed. This style of personality crashes hard. You can enter a crisis of confidence and that will ultimately make you very defensive. So if others show up offering to help, you know, tell me how I can help. How can I jump in? How can I take a little off your shoulders? Instead of, you know, being like, thank you so much. I would love for you to help in this way. You get very, very defensive. I don't need your help. I can do it. I don't need your help. So for you, it's going to be very important to be intentional about engaging in grounding activities, Um, things like gardening, working in nature, anything that's not innately achievement-oriented or goal-oriented, just doing things to do them. Taking a walk with no specific destination in mind, creating abstract art, those kinds of things that have no definitive finish line to them, but are still enjoyable and cause you to be mindful in the moment. Those are going to be most helpful to you. And then our last personality type is the overthinker. You are the one who can really easily come up with ideas and solutions to just about anything. You may have been accused from time to time of living in your head a lot. You're always thinking about stuff. You never turn off your thinking cap. Does that make sense? Your mind's always going. You're always considering options, angles, things that need to have to happen, what those systems can be, all those kinds of things. But when you approach extreme stress and perhaps burnout, your focus disappears. Your thinking becomes very frenzied, almost obsessive, very urgent, and you struggle with keeping a clear train of thought. It's like almost like I can't think anymore, right? I have too many tabs open, and it's just this perpetual state of thinking overwhelm. You may also really feel like it's foggy in your brain, like you just can't get a clear vision like you used to be able to do. So y'all, this is mental burnout. Our overthinkers need to make sure that they're taking time to engage in tasks that require their full attention. And their full attention has to be focused on that one task. Things like puzzles, right? It's still a mental exercise. They still get to think really hard about something and figure it out in their mind, but it's going to require all of their attention to complete it. Sudoku puzzles, um, jigsaw puzzles, logic puzzles, anything like that is really going to help you kind of come back to yourself. It gives you a challenge and the stimulation that you need, but also requires you to be fully present in one thing. That's going to feel most helpful to you. All right, so did you recognize yourself in any of these four burnout personality types? It causes us to give some interesting consideration to some self-care habits we may not have considered before. But no matter what type 
you fell into. No matter what self-care ideas you heard that you think might be helpful to you, there's one very important overall idea to all of this, and that is you have got to be intentional about whatever you choose to stave off these feelings of extreme stress and burnout. You've got to be intentional with implementation. You've got to not only put them on your calendar, write them down, but you've also got to promise yourself that you're actually going to do it. Because if you're anything like me, and I know the majority of you listening are women, so that's who I'm talking to right now, we are generally the caregivers of most of the people around us, right? We have families, we have our school jobs, we're taking care of our students there. It's hustle, hustle, go, go, go all the time. We're working full time, we're taking care of homes, we're taking care of families, we're running to extracurricular activities, we're doing the laundry, we're doing the shopping, we're doing the house cleaning, we're doing all the things. And it's very easy to want to take some of the time that you've scheduled for your self-care and say, nah, I would really love to get the laundry done today. That would feel better than anything. And in the short term, it probably would. But we got to keep our eye on the long game here. If you truly love what you do, if you truly want to avoid burnout, you've got to promise yourself that you're going to give yourself the gift of true self-care. And so sorry if I sound preachy about that. I don't mean to sound like I'm wagging my finger at you telling you what to do, but I do think it's something that we all tend to do. We tend to overlook our needs, and then we look up in surprise when it feels like the world is crashing in on us. We do regular self-care checks in our School for School Counselors Mastermind. We're checking in on our folks almost every week, and we would love the honor of checking in on you too. If you have not found your school counseling besties yet, you have not found your circle of colleagues that just gets it, I invite you to check it out. Come join us, schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash mastermind. We talk about this stuff all the time. And y'all, it is so good. It is so good just to be with people who get it, who understand what you're talking about, who have ideas about what you can do, and who can laugh with you about all the things that are recommended to school counselors that we know (laughs) are probably not going to work. We have a lot of fun in there, but we also have a lot of care and a lot of support. So I invite you to join us, schoolforschoolcounselors.com slash mastermind. All right, you can tell this is a topic truly coming from my heart. This episode went a little bit longer than usual, but again, I hope that understanding these four burnout personality types can help get you thinking about what's in your own best interest for self-care. How can you intentionally schedule those activities and how can you make sure that you actually follow up on them? All right, until next week, I hope you have the best week ever. Remember, I'm available in our School for School Counselors Facebook group, as well as here in the podcast and in our School for School Counselors Mastermind. So if you need anything, I'm just a stone's throw away. Until then, have the best week. Y'all take care. 